0: Welcome to the We Are PPS podcast, where we sit down with the staff, students, and community partners working to make Pittsburgh Public Schools one of America's premier school districts, student-focused, well-managed, and innovative. I'm Ebony Pugh, and today we're sitting down and talking with Chief Operations Officer Mike McNamara for our first episode. As CEO, Mr. McNamara is responsible for transportation, food services, and facilities operations. Welcome, Mike. How are you today?
1: I'm great, Ebony. Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Now you have a lot of responsibility as COO, but before we get into some of that, I is my understanding that you began with Pittsburgh Public Schools as a substitute teacher. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. That is um, I would say twelve years ago or thirteen years ago, I came into the district as a substitute teacher at a middle school. And I'll tell you what, I've worked a lot of uh, labor intensive construction jobs and I've worked on a farm, I've worked in food service, and I've never been more tired after a full day of teaching uh, than I was uh, here at at Pittsburgh Public School. So I have a lot of respect for the teachers and all the hard work that they do, so I appreciate them.
0: Uh, That's wonderful. And people might say, you know, our first episode COO. And I think you're the perfect person to talk to as we head back to school, because there are so many responsibilities that fall in your area that are very important to families. Um, One key topic that everyone wants to know about is as we get ready to come back, how is transportation looking this year?
1: A lot better than it was last year. Um, As you remember, last year we had a a big seat gap and we were having a really hard time recruiting drivers. So you know, some of the things that we did uh, last year was um, re- re-tiered the schools <clears throat> and changed the start times so that um, to be more efficient with our routes we renegotiated contracts with our buses bus drivers uh, got the drivers higher hourly rates and offered bonuses so with all of that work that we put in last year to get all the kids to school we've been able to hold steady uh, with our bus drivers so that we can start the school off without a seat gap it we don't have a major surplus so we're still looking for drivers and 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 stuff like that but we definitely uh have enough drivers to get everybody to school this year
0: yeah that's a good point we want families to know that as you said we don't have a surplus and so we there can be challenges right when we have drivers who call off for reasons such as even COVID in COVID quarantines right is that something that's a concern
1: absolutely it's always a challenge when drivers call off it's always a challenge when anybody calls off to to cover their uh to cover their workload so um a lot of times where bus companies if they do have a driver that calls off other drivers will fill in so it it may make some of the routes run a little bit later or um and things like that but we definitely will will be able to get all the kids to school
0: and also, one last thing on the transportation, well, one other thing on transportation is I understand we heard from some families of their concerns. We had to go to a three-tier schedule to um, support the buses, um, support getting, um, eliminating routes. And I think from hearing from families, we did make some tweaks to the tiers. You want to talk about that?
1: So what we did, um, we received feedback from the schools that... The third tier was running a little bit too late. I think we were getting out about 4.20 um, or 4.15. And so we brought that back about 15 minutes on the third tier so that uh, students and staff could get out um, of the third tier a little bit earlier.
0: And another, what I think is exciting because I think it's going to change a lot of negative behaviors is that last year the district conducted a pilot with bus patrol. And last month, the board approved expanding that um, partnership across all yellow school buses. Can you talk about bus control bus patrol a little bit and tell us what that will do?
1: Yeah, we operated a pilot with bus patrol. We put um, bus patrol is a company that installs cameras on the, onto the stop arms to, um, to monitor people who are running the stop arm uh, on the bus when, the, when it's out. So they, uh, we ran a pilot. We put the cameras on about 20 buses. And ran it for a month and a half and during that time we had over 550 people run the stop arm which is over is over 0.8 violations per bus per day which is a lot when you think about how many kids are moving around the city during that time and how many people are just um, you know not really taking consideration for that stop arm so The board approved us to put it on the rest of our buses. We have about 160 yellow buses that we're gonna install these cameras on. The program will install a uh, exterior camera on the stop arm and if you run through the stop arm with your car, it will take a picture of your license and then you will receive a uh, citation in the mail uh, for $300. Um, Also part of this program, they're gonna install uh, cameras inside the bus a dash cam and then two on the uh, other side of the bus to to monitor you know actions and behaviors around the bus so it'll be a really good program for us
0: right I think it's a bit go a long way in ensuring student safety so right um, so another responsibility of yours is facilities operations and how many total facilities are within the district and what are some of the major facility projects underway this year
1: so I just Looked it up this morning. Um, we have 83 total buildings, and that includes schools, office buildings, annexes, auxiliary buildings um, in the district. So we maintain all those uh, buildings every year. Um, some of the bigger projects we're doing this year, we're finishing up, you know, one of the projects we're proud of is we're doing an energy savings project over at Allegheny. And as part of that project, we're actually using the energy savings to pay for the project over, over the life of the, over the 20 year life of the uh, project. So, that project actually includes air conditioning and a lot of uh, energy savings upgrades for the lighting and things like that. So, that that's a project we're proud of. It's the first time we've used um, that process to, um, for the, uh, for construction. We're also we're also working through all of our buildings, we're using our ESSER funding and we've hired an uh, engineering consultant to go through all of our buildings and um, take a look at all of our HVAC systems and our ventilation and things like that um, to give us uh, upgrade opportunities at, at the building. So uh, we're also gonna use some ESSER funding to add air conditioning and, and um, upgrade the ventilation in a bunch of other of our buildings coming up too
0: and uh, then that makes a lot of families and staff happy yes. to hear um i'm amazed each year by the work completed by our facilities and operations staff to get schools ready for when kids return from deep cleaning to lead testing can you provide families a little insight into what the team is work doing to get buildings ready
1: well every year our uh custodians who you know, do a great job and anybody who walks into our buildings on on day one of that school can can see those floors shining and they take a lot of pride in, in doing that. Um, but basically every year, every room gets emptied out, deep cleaned, floors waxed, everything wiped down, lockers, and, um, and then put back together you know, to get ready for, for school. Some of the other things we've been doing is um, we've been lead testing all of our water fixtures and making sure that, that all those are safe for, um, for the students. And that's an ongoing process over this summer. It'll be complete before school starts, and any problems that we come up with will be fixed. And um, and just overall readiness of um, of of getting getting the buildings uh, safe and cool and uh, comfortable for the kids.
0: And um, can you also talk about the steps the team takes to help mitigate the spread of COVID nineteen and the response when a positive case of COVID nineteen is. Has been reported to have entered the facility.
1: So, when when the pandemic started, we went through and upgraded all of our air filters and our ventilation systems. So we um, we increased the the, uh, the filtering capacity of, of all the of all the um, of all the systems so they could filter better where, wherever it was possible. So, and we have uh, been logging and monitoring all the filter changes and, and doing them regularly. Uh, to make sure that the air coming into the spaces are clean. And then the other thing we've done, we've bought air purifiers. We put them in the main offices and in the cafeterias to, you know, some of the areas where more people might be grouped in um, to help clean some of the air. And then if, um, as part of our COVID response, if we do find a positive case, we have, um, they're called electrostatic sprayers, sprayers, or uh, we call them the Ghostbuster team, and they come in. And they'll actually spray the whole uh, area down where um, where there was a, ca- a, ca- a positive case. So that way it's clean and ready for students uh, the next day. And we're able to respond almost immediately as soon as um, students are out of the building and able to clean and, and wipe down everything and, and have it ready.
0: Yeah, they truly are a great team. And they take a lot of pride in their work. Yeah. <laughs> and we're grateful for everything that they do. Food services is also an area that falls within um, your wheelhouse it's ran by you know state recognized director Curtisine walker we'll definitely have to have courtesy on one day soon but um, right now breakfast and lunch have been free for students regardless of income in the pittsburgh public schools but based on parent feedback menus are now readily available within one click on the home page of the website because we heard families wanted access to those but operating within the pandemic may make some of those menu items unpredictable. How are food supply disruptions impacting school lunch menus?
1: So as you know, the supply chain is, it has been completely disrupted since the pandemic um, across all, um, almost all industries, um, not only food service, but in our facilities, as far as getting HVAC equipment, electrical equipment and everything. Um, Curtis and her team are, um, they are very well connected in the food service industry in in the state, so they've been very creative in their in ways of uh, making sure that there isn't major disruption to our food supply. Um, they the only problem is sometimes it's unpredictable some of the food we might be getting. So we just need the parents to be patient with us when we're putting out the menus because they may be subject to to some changes. We're going to try to um, you know keep up with. With what we're what we're putting on the menu, but there may be some um, unpredictable changes uh, going forward. So we just need some patience from the families.
0: And I mean, just I mean, like industries across the country, our Pittsburgh Public Schools has been impacted by the workforce shortage, food supply disruptions, and many of your departments are feeling the strain as it comes to um, hiring employees. Can you share some of the opportunities that exist for those seeking employment?
1: Yeah, we have um, it, just like you said, we are um, facing staffing shortages across the across the board. Um, we have uh, currently we have openings for school police officers, school security officers, custodians, food service workers. Um, we have a an opening in our facilities department for a plan and code reviewer, and um, and we are always looking for substitute teachers and uh, and other substitutes for our food service department and our uh, custodial department.
0: Right. So if any, if you're looking and you're looking for employment, be sure to visit our website, PGH Schools forward slash careers. Um, well, Mike, I know there's a lot more we could talk to you about because you are responsible for so much. So we'll definitely have you back. Um, but before we go, I want to ask a few questions that aren't directly pps related so did you grow up in pittsburgh
1: i actually grew up in erie um pennsylvania just north of us uh so i went to general mclean general mclean lancer's Got (laughs) to shout out my alumni here but um but yeah i'm from uh from up north and and i spent my whole life up uh up in erie
0: oh okay so that what brought you to pittsburgh
1: well, I started uh, came down for school and mm-hmm. then I just stayed here and and, yes. and enjoyed it. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, that's great. Um, and did you do anything fun this summer?
1: Well, I have two kids. They're in first and second grade. And um, actually, my wife is also a, a principal at, at one of our middle schools. So um, we just spend a lot of family time together. We uh, spend time out in the yard. My kids love to dig in the dirt and uh, can't get enough of it. And so. We uh, we just uh, spend a lot of family time together, and we're just having a good time.
0: Yeah, well, it's hard. Like we enjoy our summers and this, when school you know breaks, but it's always so exciting when the kids come back. So I know you're you're doing a lot of work to get our facilities ready and make sure students are safe. And so we really thank you. Thank you for spending time with us today.
1: No problem. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Thanks.